Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. everybody welcome into another episode of flipping bats it is thursday and we're gonna have a blast of a show of course storylines from around the league the last couple of days i'm gonna build my own major league baseball all-star as we're getting towards the all-star game we're gonna do some trivia we're gonna answer some fan questions and we're gonna have fun but where i want to start is what has happened the last couple of nights and this is going to be an emergency Shohei Otani segment. So I know it's not the typical Tuesday, but let's get the graphics in the wall. Let's talk some Shohei Otani because Shohei Otani just put together the greatest back-to-back -back nights in MLB history. What he did on Tuesday, what he did on Wednesday, we have never in the history of baseball seen greater back-to-back -back games than what Shohei Otani did those two nights. Let's talk about it. Let's first talk about Tuesday night. Offensively, Shohei Otani comes up earlier in the game. They're down 6-1 to one at the time. Hits a no-doubt massive home run deep to right field. Absolutely crushed it. Okay, Three-run homer. Later in the game, comes up in the ninth inning, down three runs, and you just kind of got the feeling something cool was going to happen. And guess what? It did. Not only did something cool happen, it sent me going crazy. I was legitimately running around my living room. He hit a three-run homer. He stood there. He watched it. He admired it. It went deep into the night. They tied the ball game. Shohei Otani, another three-run homer, two three-run home runs in the game, eight RBIs, three for four at the plate, an absolutely unbelievable night. Broke his career record for RBIs in the game at eight. Last night, Shohei Otani, as in Tuesday night, set a new career high for RBI in a single game. Babe Ruth's career high for RBIs in a single game was seven. I have been on record many times saying I believe Shohei Otani is better than Babe Ruth. He continues to prove it, and he has proven it over the last couple of nights. So that happens on Tuesday night. Three for four, two three-run homers, eight RBIs, and you knew that this is the starting pitcher on Wednesday night's game. That made it even more incredible. What he had done was the night before a start on the mound. So then guess what? Wednesday comes around, Shohei Otani is on the mound, and he put together a masterful performance. Eight innings, two hits, 13 
strikeouts. 13 strikeouts. Shohei Otani put together the most impressive and the greatest back-to-back games in the history of Major League Baseball. In history. Think about it. We have never seen what Shohei is doing in baseball before. And then we saw it condensed into two nights. And both were career performances. Eight RBIs, a career high. 13 strikeouts, a career high. Shohei Otani became the first player in history to have eight or more RBIs in one game and 12 or more strikeouts the very next game. And guess what? Not only the first player to ever do it back-to-back consecutively, he's also the only player other than one player. There has been one guy in history that has tallied those totals in a career. Eight or more RBIs and 12 strikeouts or more. In a career, Shohei Otani did it in back-to-back nights. He also got a 13th strikeout. So he ended up with 13 strikeouts and eight RBIs. The only player in history to do it in back-to-back nights. Let me clarify what I just said so you can really understand it because this can be complicated to understand. I, I know that, and I had to read this multiple times. He had eight RBIs and 13 strikeouts. Only one other player in history has done that over the course of a career, tallied both of those. Shohei did it in back-to-back nights. Incredible. That's why I'm rocking, this is my good luck shirt. This is my good luck Shohei Otani shirt. You know, the picture where I'm going, yeah, this is the shirt. I had to wear it. I, haven't, I, don't, I don't know if I've worn it, but, but, and besides for that picture. But here it is. Shohei made me pull it out. This is it. Recognize it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, what, he, what he did the last couple of nights is, is the sole reason, and I've said this so many times, I really do get tired of the fact that we just don't talk about it enough. People, I don't know, I don't know why everybody doesn't talk about Shohei the way I talk about Shohei. I really don't. We are witnessing stuff that not only has never been done before, as in doing it in back-to-back games, he did something in back-to-back games that has literally never been done by a player before in their career. Remarkable. Truly remarkable. On the mound, he retired 23 of his last 24 batters faced. 23 teams have had neither an 8-RBI game at the plate nor a 13-strikeout game on the mound this season. Shohei Otani has had both over a two-game span. He was dominant on the mound, and I actually thought on Wednesday night he would be coming out after the seventh inning. You know who also thought he would be coming out after the seventh inning? His manager, Phil Nevin, was was pulling him out of the game. He said, hey, you're going to be done. Well, that didn't happen. Phil Nevin said Shohei Otani was adamant about going back out for the eighth when he was at 96 pitches. Otani told him, no, 
this is mine. I had just talked to Phil Nevin last week about managing Shohei, being the new manager of the Angels. He was just on Flippin' Bats a week or so ago. Go back and listen to that episode. You need to hear how he talked about managing Shohei. The biggest key point he made over and over and over is it is, is about communication. It is about trusting each other and having that communication between each other. Shohei Otani comes off after the seventh. Phil Nevin says, you're done. Shohei says, no, this is mine. And he trusted him to go back out there and get it done. CC Sabathia tweeted this. Two home runs and eight RBIs one night. 13 Ks and two hits allowed the next night with a W. Shohei Otani is ridiculous. So... Let me continue to break this down for you in another way, okay? And this one is going to get a little analytical, but I have the research and the data to kind of compare so you can really understand what I'm saying. But in the last two nights, so Tuesday and Wednesday night, Shohei Otani accrued an F war. So F just is the fan graphs. So a war of 1.0. In two nights, he did that. Okay, just for reference, Pete Rose has an F4 of 80.1 in his entire career. In his entire career. A career spanning 3,562 games. Shohei Otani racked up 180th of his career war in two games. In two games, Shohei Otani racked up an 80th of Pete Rose's career war. Unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Shout out Foolish Baseball for getting that stat together. Um, but I, I, I really am at a loss for the performance that we just saw. It is historic. It is unhuman-like. This we there's a very good chance we never see again what we saw the last two nights from Shohei Otani. There's a really good chance we never see that again. The two home runs that sent me going crazy around my living room, that sent fans around the world going crazy, that even made broadcasters around the world going crazy. Let's check this clip out from the Japanese broadcast and hear their reaction to this home run. Fun fact, that was also me in my living room watching all of that go down. <laughs> I What an absolutely incredible performance. Performances. So now, entering today... Shohei Otani ranks in the top 10 in the American League in home runs, RBIs, pitching strikeouts, and wins on the mound. (laughs) This is remarkable. It is historic, and it has never been done before in the history of of baseball. And I don't know if it ever will. And it allowed me to do two Shohei Otani episodes in one week. The typical Otani segment comes on Tuesdays. Guess what? We had to do it in full force today. An emergency 
Shohei Otani segment because he's just that good. Absolutely incredible and a remarkable couple of nights that just showcases the legend that he is. And I don't say that lightly. But I will end with this. Tuesday and Wednesday night, back-to-back are the greatest two consecutive nights in Major League Baseball history. There's been guys that have hit four, five, six home runs in back-to-back nights. There's guys that have pitched and had 13 strikeouts, 20 strikeouts in one game, but guess what? They weren't pitching two games in a row. We just saw a guy have a career night offensively with eight RBIs, a career night pitching-wise with 13 strikeouts and no runs in eight innings, and we saw it happen on back-to-back nights, something that has never been done before in the history of baseball, and no player in the history of baseball has both of those things under his belt eight or more RBIs, as well as 13 or more strikeouts. Shohei is all alone there. He is a legend. He is the legend. He is the face of baseball. And that, my friends, is the legend of Shohei Otani. Producer Rhea is here with me today. I, I, I need her now. <laughs> producer Conrad is, uh, is out of town right now, so Producer Rhea is filling in. And to be honest with you, I got so wrapped up in what I was just talking about, I don't even know where we're going. So, Producer Rhea, I'm happy you're out here with me today. Where are we going to next? Happy to be here. So next we're going to go to the Pirates. They have some really special things happening at six foot seven. Tallest MLB player to start at shortstop. Let's talk about O'Neill Cruz. Like, what an incredible, like, enter he had to the big leagues. O'Neill Cruz has finally made it to the big leagues this year. We saw a little bit of time last year, and we were all anxiously awaiting his arrival this year. I thought he'd make it out of camp. They sent him down, which was frustrating. But this week... O'Neill Cruz arrived, and for the first time in history, we got to see Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz on the left side of the infield for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I tweeted this when it happened. Watching the Pirates with O'Neill Cruz and Cabrian Hayes on the left side of the infield is just chef's kiss. It was perfect. You know, the Pirates haven't had a lot to cheer about for the last, I don't know, few years I had Andrew McCutcheon on the podcast just a few weeks ago and we we talked about honestly that last time period of when the Pirates were good it was when McCutcheon was there winning his MVP award uh the blackout game the wild card game that everybody always remembers that's really the last time the Pittsburgh Pirates were were good and relevant um so fast forward to now you have a six foot seven shortstop, which is the tallest shortstop in the history of Major League Baseball, coming up and, and making his season debut. And what does he do in that season debut? That run. What does he do in that season debut? I like that. Um, let's see. He had a play in the infield where he threw the ball 96.7 miles an hour across the infield. The hardest thrown ball across the infield this season. Immediately, in his first game, he did that. He had the hardest hit 
baseball by a Pittsburgh Pirates this season. An absolute laser double in the opposite field gap with the bases loaded. And he had the three fastest sprint speeds by a Pittsburgh Pirate. All in his first game. He did all of that in his first game in the big leagues. Fastest Major League Baseball throw across the infield. Hardest hit ball by a Pirate all year. Fastest sprint speed by a Pirate all year. All in his first game. He was asked after the game, by the way, uh, if he were to get on the mound, if he could throw 100. And he said, oh, absolutely. Maybe more. This guy is awesome. And he makes it fun to watch the Pirates. Danny Vietti tweeted this. O'Neill Cruz's 31 and a half foot second sprint speed tonight is faster than NFL receiver Tyreek Hill's fastest clock sprint speed last season. Reminder. Cruz is six foot seven. So this larger than life top prospect shortstop comes to the big leagues and in his first game runs faster than Tyreek Hill did all last year, throws harder than anybody in Major League Baseball this year, and hits the hardest hit ball, according to StatCast exit velocity for a Pittsburgh Pirate this year. Truly incredible. So now let's look at this Pirates team as, as a whole. Because first off, they're not that bad this year. And I don't mean that as like a negative. It's honestly a positive to say they're not that bad. They are watchable. The Pittsburgh Pirates are a watchable team. And it's because of guys like O'Neill Cruz coming up. It's because of guys like Cabrian Hayes that has been a stud over at third base. It's because of a guy like Jack Sawinski who hits three home runs, including a walk-off home run on Father's Day which is incredible. It's because of guys like David Bednar in the back end of that bullpen. It's because of guys like Brian Reynolds. This team is fun. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs because they're not. But they're sitting in third place in the NL Central behind the Brewers and the Cardinals, and they've been fun to watch. They've been winning baseball games. Since O'Neill Cruz came up, they've been winning a bunch of games, albeit against the Cubs, but still. We're just talking about a team that is fun and exciting to watch. Six foot seven as a shortstop. Think about that. Joel Guzman is the only other six foot seven player to play shortstop in an MLB game, but he never started a game there, which is why O'Neill Cruz is at the top of that list. <laughs> this was the other night. Tonight, the Pirates are employing a five foot ten first baseman and a six foot seven shortstop. The entertainment is indeed here. This Pirates team, you can see the writing on the wall for the future. And I want to say this to Pittsburgh Pirates ownership. Please don't mess it up. Please. You have a left side of the infield that can potentially be, you know, all-stars through their careers together. You have them. Don't let them get away. Don't trade them away for pieces, and then next time you have to pay those pieces, you trade those guys away. Pay them, wrap them up for the future. I know Hayes is going to be there. Wrap up O'Neill Cruz. Make them the left side of the Pittsburgh Pirates infield for a decade. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up like we have seen for the past decade. Please, it's all I ask. 
The Pirates are fun again. They are fun, and they are playing decent baseball. So tune in and watch O'Neill Cruz play. The team as a whole is fun, but watch O'Neill Cruz play because he's throwing hard, he's running faster than Tyreek Hill, and he's hitting balls really hard, and he's having a lot of fun doing it. So, and, and that's what this show is all about. It's about having fun, and it's about highlighting the best parts of the game of baseball. I don't care if it's the New York Yankees. I don't care if it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm going to talk about it, and O'Neill Cruz and the Pittsburgh Pirates deserve to be talked about today. Producer Raya, where are we going? Is it is it build your own all-star time? Is that what we're doing right now? It's time, Ben. So today we're going to add a fun new segment, build your own all-star. We're going to divide it up between AL and NL. Take us away. I like it. So this is this came to be because the all-star game is right around the corner. We're just a couple of weeks away from the all-star game. Now what I want to do is build my own all-star. And we have a few different segments here. Swagger, fielding, pitching, speed, power, hitting. We're gonna, I'm gonna pick somebody on both the American League and the National League side. We're gonna do this for each league. And I'm just gonna build my own all-star and put together the perfect player. And just FYI, if you could build the perfect player, <laughs> his name would be Shohei Otani. But we're gonna do it in a little bit of a different way. So let's start with hitting. And we're going to start in the American League. So for hitting, just hitting as a whole, I'm going to take Rafael Devers. Now, there were a few names that I could have gone with here. Ty France came to mind. Luis Arise came to mind of the Twins. But Rafael Devers isn't just a power hitter. And you may hear that name and think, this guy just hits a bunch of homers. No, no, no. This guy hits for over 300. He drives balls the other way. He hits balls hard into the gaps. He is an all-around great hitter. So I'm going to start there. Moving on to power. Whose power from the American League will I take? Well, this one was fairly easy for me, Aaron Judge, who is currently leading all of baseball in the power department. But it's not just that. It's not just because he's leading all of baseball in power. It's, look, this guy is the tallest baseball player there is. He has more power than everybody else. It's on display. It's been on display since his rookie season. It truly has been. And we're seeing it again this year. Nobody has more power, I feel like, than Aaron Judge. Let's move on to speed. I really like this one. This is going to be Jorge Mateo of the Baltimore Orioles. Now, I actually got a chance to play against Jorge Mateo, and he is, without a doubt, the fastest player that I have ever played against, ever. And I have played against, I played against him, and I played against Trey Turner in college. And by the way, fun fact, we played a two-game set a two-game series against NC State, which is where Trey Turner went. He stole seven bases against us in those two games. Seven. Anyway, Jorge Mateo also played against him when he was in the minor league system for the New York Yankees. He legitimately floats. He is the fastest baseball player I have ever played against, and he is still stealing a bunch of bases and playing in Major League Baseball right now. He I am taking for speed. On the pitching side of things for the American League, Justin Verlander. What, what more do I have to say? Um, we all know what he's doing this year. Yes, we all know he is my brother, but I am not just picking him because of that. I am picking him because what he has been doing this year is Cy Young worthy. After not pitching in Major League Baseball for two years, he has come back and been arguably the best pitcher in baseball this year. 
His ERA, minuscule. His strikeouts have been fantastic. He's passed John Smoltz on the all-time strikeout list this year and can potentially move up to 12th all-time this year. Justin Verlander, I am taking to for pitching on Build My Own American League All-Star. Next up, for fielding, I really like this one, and it might throw some of you for a loop. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Kyle Tucker, who this year has the most defensive run saved in all of American League Baseball. He's been fantastic. Now you might be saying, how is it Kyle Tucker? He's not really that fast. Well, there's a lot of different factors that go into this, but one of which being he gets great jumps in the outfield. He also throws out a lot of guys in the outfield. This tweet sums it up great. From the Astros, per Fangrass, outfielder Kyle Tucker leads all Major League outfielders in defensive runs saved with eight. In fact, he ranks second in the majors among all players, regardless of position, in defensive runs saved, trailing only the Orioles shortstop, what do you know, Jorge Mateo who is also on this list. Kyle Tucker has been fantastic, and I have him as my fielding pick for Build Your Own All-Star. Last but not least, because this is certainly important when you're talking playing baseball, swagger. Who has more, especially in the American League, than Javi Baez? When I think swag, I think Javi Baez. He was an easy pick on the American League side. He's just so cool. He is cooler in his pinky finger than I've ever been in my entire life. That's how cool Javi Baez is. So this rounds out my American League Build Your Own All-Star for hitting Rafi Devers, power, Aaron Judge, speed, Jorge Mateo, pitching, Justin Verlander, fielding, Kyle Tucker, and swag, Javi Baez. Let's do this in the National League, though. This is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun putting these together uh, because just imagine if this was all just one player. Let's start with hitting for the National League Build Your Own All-Star. On the National League side, hitting, I'm taking Paul Goldschmidt. This was an easy decision for me this year. Who's been better? Yes, the power has also been there of late for Paul Goldschmidt, but the hitting, he's hitting. He's, I feel like every game I tune in, he's four for five with a homer. Paul Goldschmidt has been on another level this year. He is potentially en route to his first ever MVP award, which he's come so close twice He's come close. He's coming second, and he's coming third. Could this be the year that Paul Goldschmidt finishes first? Potentially. Let's move on to power. Whose power am I taking in the National League? It's Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso has more power than... Look no further than the home run derbies that we've seen him compete in over the last few years. When he's in it, he wins. It's that simple. I've seen a couple of them in person. Nobody has more power. And he goes through stretches where he really gets on a tear, and then we just see him take off to a whole new level. He had over 30 RBIs in the month of May. 
That's just ridiculous. Also a bunch of homers. Pete Alonso is on here for power. Moving on to speed. Whose speed am I taking for build your own all-star? Trey Turner. I talked about him a second ago on the American League side. I'm going to talk about him now because this is where I'm officially picking him. Yes, we all see Trey Turner on the field, and we see how cool he slides. He slides that cool because he's just going so fast that his momentum just picks him right back up, basically. But I'll say this again. I played against Trey Turner in college. Two games, Old Dominion against NC State. We played them twice midweek. In those two games, he stole seven bases. Think about that. Remarkable. I feel less bad about it. Not that I would have felt bad. I wasn't catching or anything. But he also does that in the big leagues, basically. So Trey Turner at speed is my speed pick. Moving on to pitching. The pitcher I am taking on the National League side is Sandy Alcantara. He's been fantastic this year. Throws 100-mile-an-hour bowling balls, basically. This guy throws a sinker that moves like a left-handed slider, and it's 100 miles an hour. He's been dominant this year. He is one of the best players in baseball. He's not getting the love he deserves because he's on a Marlins team that just isn't great yet, but they will be soon. They will be soon. In the next few years, we're going to know this Marlins rotation to be the best starting pitching rotation in the game of baseball. In my opinion, we're a couple of years away from seeing that, and Sandy Alcantara is going to be leading the way for them. Next up, fielding. What fielder am I picking? Cabrian Hayes of the Pittsburgh Pirates. This guy is just masterful with the glove on the left side of the infield. Ton, the, the most defensive run saved in the National League, and he just flashes the leather no matter how you look at it. Uh, makes great plays. Has an absolute rocket across the infield. I really like it. I'll say it again. I really like what the Pirates are starting to do on the left side of the infield. Cabrian Hayes, O'Neill Cruz, don't hit a ball over there. Just don't do it. But you're going to get out. Cabrian Hayes is a big reason for that. He's so much fun to watch over there. The Pirates are fun. Don't call me crazy. And swag to round out, build your own NL All-Star. For swag, I am taking who else? Friend of the Flippin' Bats pod, Jazz Chisholm Jr. There is nobody cooler in baseball, but also maybe ever. There might not be anybody cooler than Jazz Chisholm. The glasses, the swag, the Euro step at the plate. It's just perfect. And it was really cool being able to talk to Jazz Chisholm just a couple of weeks ago on Flippin' Bats. And his baseball IQ, by the way, is next level. This guy has been vocal about saying he wants to be a Hall of Fame baseball player. He's on his way. That's a high task. But he could be an all-star. And who's to say that it won't be when all is said and done, a Hall of Fame career? Swag is certainly a big part of his game. He talked very openly about how much that is a part of his game, and he needs it. He needs to play as himself. He has had teams along the way try and dampen that swag that he has, that passion, that energy that he plays with. But the Marlins let him be him, and it's showing on the field. And if you haven't, go back and check out the Jazz Chisholm episode because you will walk away amazed with how smart he is as well as just how cool he is. But this rounds out Build Your Own NL All-Star, and that rounds out both of them. But, but seriously, if, if, you could, if you could build 
the ultimate player, it would legitimately be Shohei Otani. That's who it would be. Look at this shirt. He's pitching, and he's hitting. He is the ultimate specimen of an athlete. That's Shohei Otani. But let's move on to another fun thing we do here on the Thursday episode. And Producer Raya, there's a lot of pressure on you here because I really get into this trivia, and then I grade myself. And I know you're always here. You hear it. but Oh, yeah. I, I was up early this morning. I actually messaged Producer Conrad around 8 a.m. Oh. And I said, we have to start trivia off with Shohei Otani. Okay, all so right. I'm ready. I'm prepared. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So Shohei Otani became the first player born in Japan to record eight RBIs in a game in MLB history. Which two players did he surpass? Dang it. I was just going to say true. But you, <laughs> then you asked to follow. Okay, I'm going to say he passed Ichiro and Hideki Matsui. You're correct. Oh my gosh, he's a real Otani fan. Okay, cue music. Oh, I got the I got the wrong buzzer back there. What? Apparently, it's it is wrong. I don't know. Uh, Producer Rea, who's the one out you here? You get you get one point. You got one right. Oh, I get one right. Who yes. who was the correct one? Matsui. Yeah, I was a little worried about Ichiro because he doesn't. He didn't hit a ton of balls out of the yard, even though he could have. He's been very vocal about saying, I just I, I got on base for my team. So there weren't a lot of the three-run homers and grand slams there that we saw from Shohei the other night. So it's Hideki Matsui and... You got this. <laughs> Tadahito Iguchi. And you're right. Okay, you got it. <laughs> we'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. <laughs> Thank you, Director. All right, this is going to be a fun one next, Ben. Okay. All right, you guys ready? Ready? Yes. All right, who has more? Steph Curry career three-pointers? Oh, God. Or Albert Pulo's career hits? <laughs> this is a great question. I'm going to take Albert Pulo's career hits. And you're right, man. You're yeah. right. <laughs> Woo. You're right. All right, so next, let me ask you a question first. Have you heard Drake's new album? I have not, no, but I have heard that it's not great. But I, that's just, I, I don't. To answer your question, is I'm personally a fan. It gives me like vacation and like a Biza Paris vibe. So definitely check it out. Okay. This next question is Drake related. Okay, it's, and it's related to the Drake album or Ibiza? Drake and family <laughs> related too. Okay, okay. All right. So who has more Drake total Grammys or Justin Verlander total no hitters? I don't know the answer to Drake's side of things. I know Justin has three. I don't think you guys would have gone against my brother on my own show, so I'm going to take Justin Verlander with three no-hitters. You are incorrect. Wow. <laughs> Who do I need to talk to? Unbelievable. That would be a producer Conrad question, actually. That's right. Throw him under the bus while he's not here to defend himself. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. All right. All right. So who are the only two Pirate rookies to hit three home runs in a game? Jack Sawinski. All right, you got that one. Pirate rookies to hit three homers in a game. You want to hit? Andrew McCutcheon. Correct. Hey! <laughs> Friend of the pod, Andrew Friend McCutcheon. Friend of the pod. And Jack Sawinski. Is that, was that the last question? We're going to do one last one to see if you are really the trivia king, okay? 
Let's see. Okay. Originally signed by the Dodgers in 2015, oh O'Neill Cruz was sent to the Pirates at the 2017 trade trade deadline for who? Sent to the Dodgers from the Pirates 2017. You got this. Producer Trip, my guess here is is Mark Melanson. Trip, you got any help? A relief pitcher. It's not Melanson? No, it's not. Uh You can't always win them all, right? Yeah, who is it? Tony Watson. Tony Watson. I totally <laughs> forgot about that trade. You did, you did great, though. You can't win them all. You know what? I'm getting yelled at in my ear by a bunch of <laughs> Dodgers fans when I just did great on trivia. That was a bonus question, so it's not going to count towards my grade. I got the first one 50% right, but then got it in the end. I got the second right. I got the third right. And then y'all went against my brother, which was wrong. I'm giving myself bonus points for that one. So I'm going to give myself well, – last week I got an A. I did really well last week as well. I'm going to give myself an A. Not an A plus, not an A minus, an A for trivia this week. This this was a lot of fun. This was a good one. Hopefully you love the pop culture questions too. I mean, I added a Drake in there. Hopefully that was fun for you. Those are fun. So I want to move on now, now that trivia is done, to pick to click. Now, pick to click, Conrad isn't here. Producer Conrad isn't here. Um, but I also have a bone to pick with him, which this is going to be perfect because he's not here to defend himself again. But I see in our show notes that he has our record against each other is 1-0 and and 1, which is me 1, 0 losses, and 1 tie. But that's actually incorrect. And if you remember the first one we did against each other, I added on the caveat, if Shohei Otani can come through for me tonight, can it count as a tie? He said, not only will it count as a tie, I will give you the win. So... I'm technically 2-0 against producer Conrad. So let's move on to this week. And uh, producer Ray, I don't know. Is this, do you have producer Conrad's pick or are you coming up with? I do have it. I have it. Okay, let's let's hear his. What is his pick to click for this week? So for this week, we have Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Two home runs, five RBIs. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. Also, uh, gives me a good segue into just mentioning that the Astros are playing in New York against the Yankees this weekend, a four-game set, all against New York teams, by the way. They're going, get this, the Astros are going two against the Mets, four against the Yankees in New York, and then back to playing the Mets, and then the Yankees back in Houston. It's a really wild part of the schedule, but a massive series, Astros at Yankees. I'm really excited to watch that, and Jordan's going to have to do some damage against some really good pitching there. Um, I like that. For mine this week, I am going to take um, – I'm taking Freddie Freeman to hit a home run in Atlanta. He's making his return to Atlanta, where he's from, where you know where his home is, where he played his entire career until this year. It's going to make for a great storyline. I'm taking Freddie Freeman to hit a home run in Atlanta against the Braves. You sound pretty confident about that, so we'll have to come back next week and see what happens. All right. Okay. All right, so next up, we're going to go to one of my favorite parts of the show, fan questions. This is one of my favorite parts as well. I love the fan questions. It's Thursday. It's a live show. We're shooting it live. You guys can get in your questions. I'll answer them on the show. 
And uh, I like just making this one a little more fun and a little more interactive. So where are we going with first? All right. So after the day Max Muncy and Justin Turner both had, do you think this will boost their confidence and start producing more? Yeah, absolutely. So Max Muncy has been there, there's no way around it. Max Muncy has been having a a bad year. It has been bad. Max Muncy has been one of the better hitters in baseball over the course of the last few years. Gets that injury last year, which could or could not have been playing a factor in, in how bad this year has been for him. But another good night, another good day for him and Justin Turner. I, I've been very vocal on this show. And nobody understands this more than myself about how mental the game of baseball is. Uh, you can get into ruts and stay in them. And sometimes all it takes is a blooper or a big hit or a three-hit day to get you out of it. That's what we're seeing from these two guys. Max Muncy and Justin Turner have been struggling. But I think the confidence they got from a game like this is, is something that many people don't understand I'm hopeful this propels them into playing better because baseball is better when those two are doing what they, they can do. I totally agree. A few rough days can definitely push you more and make you want to work harder. I agree. So for our next fan question, I first did not know you went by Benny. So that's pretty funny. You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> so it says, what pitcher from baseball history would Benny V most <laughs> want to step in the box against? Benny <laughs> I love v. that. I Benny love v. that. <laughs> All right, this is a great question. What pitcher from baseball history would I most want to step in the box against? Well, um, the first one that comes to mind is, let me talk through this. The first name that comes to mind is, well, of course, I want to face Justin. But I already faced him. I'm one for one with a homer, a career 5,000 OPS off of my brother. So I actually want no parts of facing him again. Fun fact. He actually wanted me to come back over on the field he was pitching and face him again, but I just ran back to the field that I was playing on and have never faced him again since and never will. Forever one for one with a homer. Um, so the, who would I want to face? You know what I think would be cool is Randy Johnson. I've always liked facing like the best of the best because I almost viewed it as like a win-win. Like if I get a hit, great. If I don't, well, I'm supposed to get out. I, I always like even when I was in the minors and facing guys that were considered the best of the best. Like for example, Alex Reyes is now a big league all-star as a reliever, but he was a starting pitcher when I was in the minor leagues facing him. And I walked in the locker room one day and saw I was in the starting lineup, and then looked at the scouting report and it said Alex Reyes fastball sits 99 to 102, and I was just like, all right. Hang with them. We're just going to have to do it. And I ended up getting two hits that night. So I've always, I, I, I'm not saying I would get two hits off of Randy Johnson. I just think it would be a fun experience to face one of the greatest there ever was. And he just throws a million miles an hour as well. Well, it sounds like people want to see Ben back on the field. Any chance of that happening? You know, I would love that. And we also ha we had the, uh, the Savannah Bananas owner on here recently. So I'm trying to finagle a, uh, a little performance, a little outing for the okay. for being on the Savannah Bananas at some point. I think that would be great. I, I think I would still be fine if I were to take the field. I'd be fine on the offensive side, but if I were to have to throw a baseball from the outfield, I think my arm would literally go with the baseball. And it would just <laughs> fall right off. So um yeah. Is that was that our last fan question? It's not. We actually Ooh. have two more. Okay. All right. Uh, next one, hopefully you're pumped up about it. What was your favorite part of Otani's performance last night? Oh where do I begin? Um, so last night specifically, so Wednesday, his start on the mound, I think my favorite part was just 
being so I I almost went to the game, by the way. I knew Shohei was on the mound. I almost went, but I have a 15-week-old puppy at home that um, wasn't having the best day and was a little under the weather, so I, I had to stay. But I watched the game in my living room, and he came out after the seventh inning, and I started like celebrating and getting as pumped up as he was. He showed that emotion. So I think my favorite part is myself thinking that he was coming out of the game and Shohei going in the dugout and saying no. I'm not coming out of this game. This game is mine. And he went back out for the eighth inning. When I saw him go back out, I was just like, I hope this goes well. I hope he doesn't give up a run and ruin this. Incredible, not that it would have ruined the outing, but dampen it a little bit. He didn't. He just made it that much better. Ended up getting the 13th career high strikeout. So my answer to this question would be that last and final strikeout coming on his last at bat of the game and me running around my living room celebrating like a crazy person. Oh, I just love that. You said it last night. People really don't like appreciate Otani as much as they should. He's just so special. Yep, absolutely. All right, last but not least, this is probably my favorite fan question. Okay. Why does Benny V have weak picks to click <laughs> when I'm on vacation from Conrad Company on Twitter? Can you answer that one? Ah, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Quick with the Twitter fingers. Um, so first off, Week, a week pick to click. You're giving yourself a week, seven days to have Jordan hit two homers. I'm giving myself three games to have Freddie Freeman hit one home run. So if you want to talk about a week pick to click, we'll talk about yours because there's an extra day for your guy to hit one extra homer. So please, come on. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I can't. There he is. Now I hear you. What, what do you have to say, my friend? Thank you for joining us while you're on vacation, by the way. Yeah, you would never guess I'm in beautiful Ohio right now with my backdrop. I wouldn't. But I do have to say, Freddie Freeman, one home run in Atlanta would be probably the most predictable thing ever to happen in the week of baseball. It would also you know be, it'd, it'd be really cool. Like, not only, like, I just hope as a game of a fan of baseball that Freddie Freeman can go back to Atlanta where we know he's going to get, oh, oh man, I just thought of something. I have a tangent I could go on right now, but I'm not going to do it. Kenley Jansen went to LA to play the Dodgers early in the year, and the fans basically booed him out of the stadium as a guy that has been one of the best closers in the history of the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman now gets to go back to Atlanta where I can promise you Freddie Freeman is going to receive a massive, massive standing ovation. And I hope that he hits a home run there because it's going to be an emotional day, an emotional couple of days for him, for the fan base. And I just think it'd be really cool to see. And, and I also hope it comes true for my pick to click. So, um, yeah, I think that would be great. And, and that does it for the fan questions, which also brings us to an end on this awesome show the night after Shohei Otani has just done more history more history for Shohei Otani and now that flipping bats is five days a week it gives me a chance to talk about it whenever possible I hope you guys enjoyed this episode this was a lot of fun want to thank you all for listening want to thank producer Rhea for being out here today and absolutely crushing uh, make sure you like, subscribe, rate five stars, whatever it may be, wherever you listen to your podcast. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's at Flippin' Bats Pod. 
We're also on YouTube at the same thing as well, where you can watch every episode as well. But this has been an absolute blast. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time on Flippin' Back.